one, welcome all, bring us your dead to the South Road Boys. <laughs> bring out your, your dead. dead. <laughs> Hello. She, she's not dead. <laughs> Give it a minute. Uh, Hello. Hello. Hello, friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Are all you? Right. Yep. No, going okay. Good. Excellent. Yep. This will... Actually, it's interesting now I think about it. I hadn't thought about it till now. <laughs> mm. Depending on how the shit comes together, <laughs> like how the sausage is made and, and how, yes. the, how the ingredients of the pie come together to make the pastry wonder that is the South Road Boys. Culinary metaphors from Troy Burns. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> depending on how it all comes together with what you do when I'm away, yes. this could be the last time that we actually talk in some kind of an order other than the live show recording. Because well, tomorrow, yeah. I mean, we're going to record before the live show next week. Yes. Oh, sorry, this week. Yes. Well, we're doing one more for our leave. Yeah. But I mean, like this week may not be played next week because the live show could go next week. This one may be played in four weeks' time. Well, yeah, I don't know when so, this is going to go. So normally we record on a Monday. This week. comes out the following Monday. Yeah. This episode might be in four or five weeks, three weeks. Whenever, Trevor. Fuck. So this is timey wimey stuff now. Well, it depends if it goes well. True. It may not yeah, ever well, get released. You may can it and just it do it by yourself. Yeah, it could just be beep. Yeah, so. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, and more to the point, as I've mentioned a few times, if the plane cra- does crash, mm-hmm. this could be one of the last times that my voice is heard on this podcast. Uh, yeah, but I mean, we've got a few episodes out there, so I think people can go to the back catalogue and still True. Oh, get, you there, could, get you their could, feed. You could AI me. I could AI. <laughs> we went through that the other week. You could AI. You could actually, you could create a whole new version of me. Yes. That would AI itself with you while your podcast. Don't even need me here. And it would probably be funny. Probably funny, yeah, at funny, least. at least. Um, it could probably string a sentence together. Because I know that we have moments when mm. we are pretty funny. I'll admit that. Sure. Like we just do. Or we think we're very but funny. But consistently, I'm yeah. not so sure about that. It is hit and miss. Yeah. It's like, it's like Dave Warner. Mm. You know, he came out and hit a double sanctuary. Perfect. Um, did nothing else. All they talked about was the double sanctuary. That's though, all you need to. Last season. Uh, and that was it. That's mm. all they talked about. Double sanctuary. He, he won awards. He did this and that. That's like us, mate. Every now and then we have an episode that's a double sanctuary. Yep. The rest may be a shit. <laughs> but the double sanctuary kept us going. It's like that one hitting golf. The that's one hit that brings you back. One, it's all you need. Yep. Uh, now, speaking of golf, fucking big news. Big news. Big news. Is it in Canadian golf. news? It could be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get it from the Great White North. Okay, but- only, only because today, which once again, depending on when this airs, um, a Canadian mm. won the Canadian Open. What's that all about? <laughs> I know. Uh, for the first time since, I think, something like 1969 or something. It's been a while. It was a summer of 69. Yeah, so, well done, Canada. Well done, Canada, you crazy And he sank a 72-foot eagle putt to win it on the fourth <sighs> playoff hole. Wow. What a way. I mean, if, I mean, if you're going to, you must Seriously, well. if, if you're ever going to bar up as a golfer, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's your moment. Yeah. yeah. It's either that or, you know, you're 40 metres out, you're pitching, rolling. You're straight in. Just drops it in. Yeah. So, what well in Canada. Uh, no, my question, well, not my question, my statement was there were quite a lot of um, conversations, and you and I have had this, about live golf. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. How, I know how there were, the PGA Tour were like, no, fuck you. If you're going to go and play with the live golf, 
you're dead to us. That's it. You're gone. And, yep. you know, T. Woods, um, R. McElroy were like, <laughs> no, you know what? PGA's been good to us, or we think the PGA's been good to us. Yep. There's the prestige. There's the history. You know, um, it's beside the point that if you're Tiger Woods, the history of the PGA has not been great for people of colour. Um, till Tiger came along. Till Tiger I came mean, along. I mean, colour was bigger than the game. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, <laughs> go back 50 years, like when his father was around, a person of colour probably wouldn't have been allowed on the course. Oh, when he was a professional, there were still some games he couldn't play yeah. because people of colour weren't allowed. No. Of course. I mean, you could be a caddy. And that even wasn't that long ago. No. So, so but he still had mm. that, you know, held out for the PGA. And then the PGA said, well, if you go and play there, fuck off. We don't want you back. <clears throat> Two years down the track, right, right. We're going to merge now. Yeah, we're going to merge. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> take long, and they went down like a two-dollar hooker. Like they just folded, mm. and they're going to be merged, and it's all going to be. I mean, I I suppose I could kind of live golf for handing out multi-million-dollar appearance fees. Like I think everyone who shows up makes some money. Uh, it was crazy. Whereas live golf, whereas PGA, if you don't make the cut. After the, the Friday, and you don't play the Saturday or the Sunday. That's no, no, it. bad luck. See you later. See you. You've yeah. you've whatever cost. It's been great knowing you, son. Pleasure. Pleasure's been ours. <laughs> Grab your carry, yeah. your carry, and fuck off. Exactly. And you go on. I don't care that you've you know had to bring your entourage and all that kind of stuff, accommodation, whatever transport. All that's your expense. Go away. Yep. Um, be lucky you got to play thirty six yeah, holes. Exactly. Be lucky. Be lucky. Yep. Well, Feel the honour of the PGA. <laughs> if you were lucky, you'd probably be playing on the Saturday. And now they're all there, and it looks like Greg's lost his job. Yeah. I haven't actually looked into the the background of how the merger comes together. I think Liv just went, we have billions of dollars, and we will we will eventually own all the up-and-coming golfers. Because I think what they thought was, I think the PGA thought they had enough big dick energy to be able to get all the rookies who would go, yeah, I'll come and play with the PGA and I'm the new Tiger Woods up and coming. Mm. And then Liv Golf went, nah, you know what? You're fresh out of college or you're fresh out of wherever. Come and play with Liv Golf and we will guarantee you an income for a year. Like we'll just, you rock up and play because we think you're good enough. Then you're going to make money. And then I think the PGA went, oh shit, that means they're not going to come and play here which means we won't ever see the next Tiger Woods to realise how good he is so we can offer him that money. And I think they had a bit of a vision 10 years in the future where the card or the, the you know the players group for the next fucking Augusta National in 10 years' time was going to be a bunch of old blokes who maybe were the also-rans. <laughs> and so they went, ah, oh, shit. Uh, so what you're saying is that... Uh, the PGA mm. became the Lions Club of the town. Yeah. <laughs> where suddenly they turned around one day and realised that all their members were 80. Yes. And there was no one else joining. Correct. And within a couple of years' time, the whole thing would fold. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So it's it's a very exciting time for golf. And there's a well, few it's exciting, people. So even from the point of view of, I mean, Live Golf was 54 whole comp. Yeah. As we know, it's why it's called Live because it's L-I-V. Yep. Um, and normally it's a, um, what are we, 72 hole competition. Mm. So I'm assuming that won't change. They'll just be different tournaments and different bits and pieces. But, but who teams? knows? 
It'll be interesting. Yeah, and I think it's going to be probably exciting for golf. And I think the thing that was the kick in the The balls. The fact that some people have already said, how can you put golf and exciting in one sentence together? (gasps) My God, shock and awe. awe. (laughs) I think exciting for golf was the phrase. (laughs) Doesn't mean it's exciting. It just means it's exciting for golf. It's like exciting (laughs) for chess, you know. Um, But I think, you know, there was enough – Big dick energy from Liv, who just went, we'll just I, – I think the PGA weren't expecting people like ESPN and the media outlets to go, no, fuck, we'll cover this. I think there might have been some backyard or background deal saying, don't cover it, don't show it, don't put it on mm. channel. And the ESPN went, no, I don't think so. We've and they were getting big crowds. Get, we're getting big crowds, big money. We are going to televise it. And then that was one less thing that the PGA could say, well, oh, shit, we've, we've got ESPN. No, we don't. And the next thing would be the next PlayStation game will come out and it'll be live PGA tour or live live golf tour. Do you reckon they went through that whole process? So you just had that, like half a dozen really old guys in a room mm. smoking cigars, drinking yes. whiskey. Wearing tweed. Um, wearing tweed, yeah. And there's just a, a musky smell throughout the entire library they live in. And a little bit of death. Like you can smell that that, pre-death smell. Like initially when Liv come on, they're like, ah, fuck. We'll squash it. It'll be all right. We'll squash it. And then suddenly they turn around and pay to what Cam Smith would have $50 million to go to Liv Golf and they go, ah, fuck Fuck it. it. Ah, we'll be right. We'll be right. (laughs) And then then Fred died. Yes. So now there's only five of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly um, a few others turned around and got paid millions and they left and went, ah, fuck. Fuck it. We'll be right. <laughs> and then eventually it gets to a point where three of them are dead. Yes. This is now PGA. Mm. Peter, Greg, and Andrew. That's all that's left <laughs> Peter, now. Peter, Greg, and Andrew. That's what. That's PGA. It's that's, like Peter, Paul, no, and Mary. Probably, a lot of people probably don't realise that. They were the three Peter, originals. Greg, and Andrew. Mm. That's Greg, what St. Andrews is named after. Peter, Greg, and Andrew. Yeah, well, <laughs> it goes back there. Yeah. It's history, Joe. History. It's from the PGA. Yeah. So the only three of them are left. The others have died. They're mm. in their library with <laughs> their, their, their whiskey, their cigars, yes. and, their, and their square television watching the coverage. <laughs> CRT. And the finish have gone, ah, let's join. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, probably. What? That's what oh. I reckon happened. It was just insane. So well done, Liv. You've... Mm. You've all these people who had all these very good reasons of why they were going to take a, a moral high ground stance against competition and not join the the Saudi backed billions of dollars. No, we won't do no. that. No, it's like never, never. Bob, oh, well, hang not on. till hell freezes over. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's a bit chilly in here. Mm. <laughs> all right, all right then. So uh, the but, face of golf in 2024, I think, is going to be very, very interesting. But, I mean, Liv Commander took a bite out of the apple, and they bought the whole fucking orchard. Yeah, they did. They, <laughs> they did. Just said, we got the coin. Well, I think that's the problem. I think the PGA thought that they were going to come and buy, uh, take a couple of bites of the apple, and they didn't realise that Liv was going to buy the orchard. Mm. And they were like, oh, shit. Because yeah. I think the only way that it could have survived is if the PGA managed to get courses to be exclusively PGA. Yeah. If they had been getting, able to secure courses to that's say- That's an arsehole move, though, was it? That starts getting real kind of, uh, well, you can't play here, but you can play there, and then it gets difficult. Well, when Liv approaches a St. Andrews or, or Augusta National and says, we want to play here, and they go, no, sorry, we're a PGA course only, that's fine, but 
those courses were like, hang on, you're going to bring 10,000 people here over a weekend that are going to spend $300 yep, on, a, on a T-shirt that says I was at this golf course. Yep. Uh, fuck no, we want that money. We want some of that. Oh, by the way, you're going to give us $20 million just to host your event here? Really? Fuck wow. yeah, we can pay a greenskeeper for that. Yep. <laughs> someone, someone, ring Peter, ring and Andrew. Yeah, tell them the deal's off. Tell them the deal is off. <laughs> I don't care what they say. <laughs> Dickheads. Now, Mr. Barnes, I have a question for you, and it is, it's a fucking quandary. Quandary. And I'm hoping that well, you've changed lately. You've been of, ranting, you've been quandering. Of all the people that I know, you would probably be the closest to the person that would have all the information oh, to be able to explain to me my question. <laughs> wow. If we're relying on me to explain something and give you clarity, shit's gone real bad. So no, I, I believe this is in your wheelhouse. Okay. Right. I believe that probably worldwide, you might even be the industry expert and be able to be at least mansplain. Has anyone ever actually had wheels in a house and called it their wheelhouse? Ever? Where did wheelhouse come from? Why did wheelhouse become the important thing that we compare things to? Why is that the most important room or the most important house we have? Uh, I reckon it would come from farming. You reckon? Yeah, the wheelhouse is where the the water turbine was. Yeah. That's a wheel or the, the milling room. I suppose... Where's that? Oh, that's where the wheel is. What wheel? The wheelhouse? Yeah, the outhouse? Maybe. I, I just don't understand why it's... I, I just don't get it. Google it. Anyway. Uh, okay, on. so right I need your sage-like wisdom. Oh, here we go. What the actual fuck is going on in Tibet at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> Well, or Nepal to be exact. Nah, look, it actually it is Nepaling at what's going on the, on Everest at the there's moment. There's been a lot of discussion <laughs> on this, um, and, the gov- and the Australian government's got involved a lot with new rules and regulations. Yes, about how much you can actually um, place on the sports bet, <laughs> and and the big question is to bet or not, or not to, to bet. bet. Yeah, and um, it is and, Nepaling. And at the moment they're trying. It's Nepaling, yeah. So. Uh, but no, it's actually uh, there is a husky, husky shortage <laughs> in Nepal right now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's there's a, a bit of a um, like a poor disease. Yes, going through that's mm. causing them to actually lose the nails off their feet. Right, um, which means that when they're actually trying to trudge their way through the snow conditions, mm. uh, they're actually getting all these little sores and it's getting infected. Mm. Um, and the huskies are dying, so they've got a husky shortage. Mm. It's causing major issues for getting um, stock. <laughs> From one place to another. Sure. Um, and people have got shortages of like food, Not, not sure whether or not you're aware that on the ascent to Everest, there are all up zero huskies used. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's probably the reason because of the-, the There's port, not many round. The poor disease. <laughs> okay. So as you would be obviously abundantly aware, it is summer in the Northern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. which is where Mount Everest is. And this is the ascent to Everest season. So there's a very small window. I think it's probably about a month where the weather is at its most optimum fucking not cold, but it's still freezing. Yep. Um, Where hundreds of people try the ascent to the top of Mount Everest. Now, I've got a couple of issues. Right. It's been done. 
Yeah. Like, they're not going to be the first. No. Right. Sir Edmund Hillary, he was the bloke, the mad Kiwi, the ramrooter himself, went up there and went, yes, I stick my flag, if that's what we're going to call it, <laughs> at the top of Mount Everest. Yep. Um, I'm the first. Yeah, boo, sucks to you. Exactly, yeah. That's fuck me. all you. Yeah. And fuck all y'all. Fuck, fuck all y'all. Huh? And then there was a mad Frenchman who went, Sacre bear. <laughs> That's exactly I, what he went like. I can do this better. So he flew a helicopter up there. Well, fucking why would you want to go up there now? <laughs> I mean, it's been done. True. You can fly a helicopter up there. And it's not, uh, look, it's not an easy we, flight. But look, we've covered this a little bit before in the past too. Yep. I mean, these days, it's not even a hard wonder. I mean, pretty much you've got a couple of tour guides you got a couple of Americans yep. that are just cruising around with a pamphlet. <laughs> and they're taking There's photos. Shop. There's a gift shop, about three or four of them on the way. Easy. <laughs> yep, so they're all there. There's a McDonald's <laughs> on the top now. And, well, it's a K1. Like, it's it's, a, it's yeah. not right at the peak no. at the summit. Um, there is a cake vending machine, though. Always. Yep. Someone's got to stock it. Mm-hmm. And when you have a person by the name of, do you know who Cammy Ritter is? No, I do not. Cammy Ritter. Sounds like a Ritter. reality star. It does. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cammy Ritter. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm from the Valley. Uh, no, Cammy Ripper Sherpa. Up with the Cammies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't a full appearance. It was a cameo. Cameo. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. How many times do you believe uh, Cammy Ritter is a Sherpa? Holds the world record for of the, the most of ascents, and ascents to the peak of Mount Everest. How many times do you believe... Hemi has been up there. I've got to say it. I've, I've got no or nothing to judge this on or to measure this by, so I'm just going to throw a dumb figure out of... Um, Hang on. Before you go, let's guess. Right. Let's guess the most summits by a foreigner, which is a non-Nepalese or non-Tibetan Sherpa. It's a POM. Okay, so one person. One most person one called Kenton Cool. I reckon he's probably done it, great I don't know, 15 times? Bloody hell, very close, Mr. Barnes, 17. There you go. So that said, right, how many times do you think Cammy Ritter has been up the top of Mount Everest? I'm assuming that Cammy is not actually a uh, American reality TV star. No, Cammy is and, not from the Valley. And he's a local. Is a Sherpa, yep, is has, from Tibet, was born in 1970. A bit of an expert in the field. So yes. that'll put it at, what, 50... Three. Three, 54, depending him. on where the, where the, or him, depending him. On where the month is and yes. all the rest. So, look, I'm going to throw it up there that um, if they've been doing that for, say, the last 30 years, mm. um, that's going to give us a chance of maybe, even if it is, say, I don't know, you got a, a period of a month, haven't you, the main window? Well, you're only doing one a year. You, you would only get one. You would only go up once. Like, you're not going to go. Yeah, you're fucking Why? not going to. You're not going to double up. Why not? Because it takes a, a couple fucking, of weeks to get up there. You're a sherpa. you got to earn some dollars. Yeah, but you, you, you're you assigned to one tour company and you've got your five billionaires that you're going to take or a try attempt to take up yeah. the top of Everest. So it's not like you're going down up, dap, 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 dap. That's what tour guides do, though. Yeah, well, I understand, <laughs> but it's not like you're caught cruising the Gordon River. I just feel like they're not even trying. No. Um, well, in that case, then I'm going to go with 27. Fuck me. You are close. 28 times. There you go. 28 times. Just wandered up there. 
Just went for a stroll. Yep, just going for a, just a casual wander. Why would anyone else what even What are you doing this weekend? Oh, I thought I'd do Everest again. Yeah, fucking got nothing else on. Yep, it's like playing golf. Yeah. You know, once you start, once you start <laughs> playing, Sunday you can't stop. Cheeky afternoon up Everest. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking the chopper this time? We're going for a walk? No, nah, go for a wander. Walk. Okay. Yep. Going to put me good snowshoes on. Going okay, to take me, me three-legged husky. Yes. <laughs> now, Ang Ritter. Now, Ang may or may not be a relation to Cammy. Doesn't say. Holds a record of 10 ascents up Everest. Right. Without oxygen. Oh, that's harsh. That's fucking hard. So for those people yeah. who don't know, most that's the people, Arnold Schwarzenegger when they go Everest. up the top of Everest, they get it, the air up there is so thin they need bottles of oxygen. And it's the Sherpas that carry the bottles of oxygen up. But they don't get bottles of oxygen because it's too expensive and it's more shit they need to carry. Yep. So they're just carrying it for the foreigners. Mm. How gutted would you Who be? Who aren't as Sherpery is what the Sherpas are. How fucking gutted would you be, though? You're standing there on the top of Everest going, fucking, I'm the king of the world, after thousands of others have been up there. Yeah, of course. You've gone to the gift shop. You've bought, I went at the top of the world. Yep. Oh, and all I got, I got was a stupid T-shirt. Yep. And there's Ang Ritter, who's gone, oh, yeah, I came up with you, remember? And by the way, <laughs> I brought your oxygen. Yeah. You dipshit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good though, thanks. Oh, fucking well yeah. done, son. Good, yep. Yeah, you champion. Good job, you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, the most ascents by a woman is another Sherpa. She's done 10. Most ascents by a woman in uh, non-Tibetan yeah, would be an American uh, called Melissa Arnott. One thing I would be very interested to know mm. And this is going to be just continue on this conversation. Is how glasses off, set my keyboard. How many Sherpas have died? On- oh, I don't think anyone's even keeping score since nineteen twenty-two. This is the first thing I've got. Um, since nineteen twenty-two. Um, 193 climbers and 125 Sherpas have died on both sides of the mountain. Okay. There you S- go. Fuck. You know what? So, I, I owe, done right. I owe you and a Sanshu Jamasipa a big fucking apology. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Not only is it to you, but wow. Anshu Jamasipa is the first person to do dual ascents, a woman, mind you, dual ascents of Mount Everest within five days. Thank you. Fucking went up, went, oh, I forgot to cut the camera, and went back (laughs) up again. (laughs) I left my pen. I left my pen up the top of Everest. fuck. And she was from the subcontinent. There you go. Holy shitballs. There was a Nepalese Sherpa who went up in 10 hours, 56 minutes, and 46 seconds. Um, without oxygen. I must have had a bus to catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the realize, look, I've only got a couple of days left till I go back. Just got to do it real quick. Just want to go up, see top, come back down again. Okay. How long do you reckon people spend up there? Oh, it wouldn't be long. What do you think is the longest time someone has spent <sighs> at the summit? Everest trivia. Never Everest th- trivia. I never thought this would be the pinnacle of our show. It's incredible. <laughs> we'll get the peak. Um, 
What do you reckon is the longest time you would spend at the top of the world? I right, well, also we've got a lineup of people wanting to have their their photo taken. Yeah, so oh, that's happening. There's a, there's a bleeding, like a, you go to the deli at Coles. Yeah, you've a got a number. number system. Yep, exactly right. You wait down there. Yep. When your number gets called, up you come. Exactly. Take yeah. a photo. Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Twenty three. Oh, you want some wingdings, some salami, <laughs> a cabana? Can I break it? Yeah, and, and yeah, can I break, and, and a photo, thanks. and a photo. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I would assume, to be honest, probably only about five minutes. I don't reckon it'd be. You long. reckon that's the longest? Yeah, because I reckon you got to get there and get. There. Well, if you're relying on oxygen as well, mm-hmm. you obviously needed to get up. So fuck yeah, I've done it. Yes, I mean. You're not putting a little tent up and bringing the Weber out. <laughs> Barbie at the summit. <laughs> I well, don't think that's happening. Babu Chiri Sherpa, uh, who was a Nepalese local, mm-hmm. has spent 21 hours at the top of Everest. Oh, really? They obviously work not, there. They work there. What? Must have been stuck in the coke <laughs> yeah. machine. Couldn't get all the chains out. But wouldn't you imagine you'd stay for an extra three and just go, just you know do what? It. I've done a day. 24 hours in Vegas. Yep. 24 hours at the top of Everest. Yeah. Just get it done. There you go. No, look, fucking, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing <laughs> this is that the I thing. wanted to understand. Right. So the Sherpas are a bit pissed off at the moment because- Oh, right. There's no, This is a reason for you bringing this up. This is the reason why I'm bringing right it up. Out. So the Sherpas out there at the moment, that, in all seriousness, do the Lord's work, getting rich millionaires to the top of the fucking They're world. the grunters. They are the grunters. People, when they go up Everest, just leave their shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, if you don't Macca's need rappers. it. Yeah, the Macca's <laughs> rappers. I guarantee you there's a Macca's rapper up there. And so there's tents and fucking feces because you can't shit anywhere. There's not a toilet up there. No, haven't they got a portal there anymore? No. Oh, just take believe, a shit in the snow. I can't believe they got rid of that. Mind you, I reckon you're probably burning off enough energy. I don't think your body's get. I reckon you're so cold you're not going to take a shit because your ass is going to puck up quite a lot if you're going to drop trowel at seven and a half Imagine thousand metres. If you're going to drop trowel, mm. right, I reckon before it even hits the bottom, it's frozen. And frozen then you've actually got to snap it off. Yeah, with a little ice pick. Oh, you don't want to miss. <laughs> don't want to miss that. <laughs> Everyone huddles around it because it's warm. I tell you what, and that that was where the story of Terry One that came from. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the Sherpas are pissed off because I don't know whether you're aware, if you die on Everest – yeah, they'll leave you there. That's where you stay. Mm. No one yep. recovers the body. And it's it's here's the weirdest thing, right? It's not seen as uncool if you see someone, you know, flailing just to keep on carrying on. Mm. Well, you gotta look after yourself, mate. Yeah, but they keep on going to the top. Mm. The the they're not gonna help someone out. No. Uh, so there was there was a Sherpa who saw this guy who was flailing and he was they were they must have been he was guiding someone and they were within like five hundred meters of the summit and there's another climber who is in a whole fucking world of pain. Right. Like they are in trouble. And the Sherpa's gone, we've got to give this bloke a chop out. And the person's like, No, hang on, this has cost me $30,000 to get to this point. I'm so close, I can see it. And the sheriff's gone, yeah, but if we don't... This person's going to die. This dude's going to die. There's no question. And so he finally convinced the person he was guiding that they should take him down. So they took him down and got him safe and he lived. When this guy put on Insta and the socials a big thank you for living, 
did not call out the Sherpa and say, Ta very much. <laughs> Thank the tour company. Oh, wonderful. Thanked everyone except for this Sherpa. Oh. It took the public of the internet to shame him into going, oh, yeah, thanks thanks as well. Um, and now two Chinese climbers have also been uh, abandoned their, their their trip to the summit because they rescued a dying woman on the, on the, the tip of Mount Everest as well. 400 metres away they were. And they've seen this woman, she's a bit of trouble, and it's gone, well, fuck, let's give her a bit of a chop out. I just can't imagine why you wouldn't try and save someone. Because people don't care about other people, Joe. In extreme situations, we don't care. Yeah, but, okay, I get... Because that wasn't what I paid for. <clears throat> I understand, but... Paid for the cool shit. Yeah, but it's not, the like, <laughs> it's not like, if I don't help you, then I die. You're not sacrificing your life for them. You're sacrificing your time, though. You're ju- that's all it is. <laughs> You're just sacrificing a photo op. Time's money, Joe. And I go back to somebody else has been up there 28 times. They can tell you what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking high. It's I cold. Mean, it's high up. Lovely view look, on the right day. I think Everest is 8,500 metres high. Now, I've done Mount Dial, which is almost that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's not quite the same. I've, but, walked, I've walked eight and a half K. Yep. And most of it's been uphill, <laughs> which is pretty much Everest, right? Okay, we're going to go with that. Yep. Mount Dial is very steep at points. Yeah, I'm, I'm very look, steep. I'm not arguing any of these things you're saying. And it was not shorts weather when I went up. No, I just. <laughs> I think there's a definite difference in extremities. But, you know, look, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay, but, I, right. So in July, once again, I'm going with the local scout group and we're going to 1,000 metres. Yep. That's an eighth of Everest. That's, that is an eighth of And it's of called Snow Hike, which yep. is basically Everest. Basically the same. Yep. And then we're going to go up to Marion's Peak, which is a bit further up. I reckon I'm almost going to be at 2,000 metres, probably not. It's probably going to be about more like 1,200. Taking these Sherpas with you? But you round up. I don't need to. I've got scouts. They'll carry my shit. Yep. They'll carry carry your oxygen. And I'm not even going to need oxygen for it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what um, what the leading cause of death is for those on on Everest, out of the ones that have died? Not being able to shit? Because the leading leading (laughs) cause of death um, wouldn't really... Apply to those that haven't died, would it? No. No. De- I reckon dehydration. No. <laughs> I thought it'd be something stupid. No, it's not. Actually, not, it's actually not at all kind of makes Overheating? sense. Overheating? <laughs> um, no. Avalanche? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, out of the 323 deaths, Avalanche has got 78. Oh. Uh, falls, 72. As in the music festival? Yeah, that's what I thought too, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they've taken some bad drugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, acute mountain sickness. Or AMS, as it's called. <laughs> well, that'd be no oxygen. 38 people. The dizzying heights. I would assume so, yeah. Uh, exhaustion, 28. Yeah, the ones you'd be, that, you know, would be rooted. The ones that didn't train, thought yeah. they could do the fucking Bernie 10K. <laughs> I did it once yeah, I did, in the bunnies. Know, the, the, the couple of days before, I go, oh, I could run 10K. Why not? <laughs> Get 3K in and do a fucking hammy. Yeah. That's that's these people. 300 metres. Yep, where the Sherpas are going, oh, fuck off. Fuck off. I've done yep, 28 I've times. I've already got my money. Yep. Uh, and then you've got uh, illness that's non-AMS, so not acute mountain sickness. So yes. whatever else that may be. Sure. Um, maybe like a, a pick to the head because you're a cunt. Or <laughs> scaredy heightsies. Could be. Didn't realise that you were afraid of heights until you got 
Yep. Up to the last point and went, oh, shit. And then you froze. I don't like heights. And then you froze. <laughs> and then you froze. Yeah, you freeze and then you freeze. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and exposure was um 26 deaths. In, uh, oh, just general exposure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Don't get your tits out on top of Everest. What did I see the other day? Someone said that um, it's impossible to say the word boobies. Yes. <laughs> without sounding happy. Like, it's probably impossible to say boobies without sounding like you can't, you can't be angry and say you just can't do it you just can't <laughs> like i mean try to boobies just even then you gotta go oh i can't oh, do it no it's the double o is that what it is yeah yeah boobies yeah. boobies it's just a good word i think because you can spell it on a calculator if you write it yeah, upside yeah, down. Exactly. <laughs> i think that's what so i don't know what the f- i was hoping you could explain to me what the fuck is going on there why Look, do people give a shit anymore because it's been done so many times. Yeah. It really is. I'm, I'm assuming, and I could be wrong, mm. but I'm assuming the climbing of Everest now is really just a rich man's wank fest. Or <laughs> it's rich, just a circle jerk. Or rich person's <laughs> yes. wank fest. I'm going to assume most of those are men, though, because men do the dumb shit when they got married. True. And when, it's and they're all they're, older. Yeah. Because you don't get that amount of money when you, you know, well, no. hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, so it's like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm 60. I've got a shit ton of money. I'm going to climb Everest. And I'm going to tell all my fucking beer buddies back home yep. that I've fucking done it. And I go, oh, well done, Terry. Like, pity about that little fucking ice pick in your left nut. But, yeah, you know, true. But that's Fair what you enough. get for trying to have a shit on Elvis. On Elvis. On, on Everest. Elvis. <laughs> well, Kenton- <laughs> Shitting on Elvis is a whole new story. Okay. So all the other people who've been up there multiple times mm-hmm. uh, that are non, you know, Locals, Kenton Cool from the UK. He's a mountaineering guide. Um, Dave Hahn is also an American yeah. professional. So, again, if you're guide. a guide, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you're giving someone an experience that you've had before that you think they would appreciate, or you're getting paid enough that you don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, I think you have to have money. You have to have money. But I mean, after Edmund Hillary and Tenzai Norgay. Uh, which was the Nepalese Sherpa for Hillary. Mm. After they did it, what what's the point? I just love the thing too. It's great that a woman did it first. I think it's fantastic. Edmund? Oh, Hillary. Oh. Edmund Hillary. No, I think Edmund was just her nickname, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, very impressive moustache for a woman. <laughs> oh, back then. Back then. I mean, we're talking, what, early 1900s? No, 1953. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. 1953, that's not I, far. Honestly, I thought it was – I did think it was further 1908 back 1908 or something. Yeah, I just had a feeling it was really early 1900s that it was actually conquered. But I would have imagined that back then, though, that the – It wasn't recorded. It was, <laughs> they didn't have records. There, there was a um, heap of Sherpas that just did weekend tracks. Exactly. And then someone else came along and said, I want to climb that. Like, why? Why? It's fucking, we do it all the time. Yeah, like – Because I shall be the first. But No, you, you, you won't, won't be. But yeah, I, I will be the first, man. To have done it, I need a Sherpa. Who the fuck like, is this guy? What's like, a Sherpa? <laughs> why, why is he? Why has he got a woman's name? I don't, I don't, <laughs> exactly. don't understand. Fine, we we'll just fucking do it. All right, you crazy right, New Zealand cool. bastard! If you want to give us three donkeys, yes. we'll fucking take that as payment. Sure. Yep. And then he gets um, on the top. I'm the first going to put in the flags. Oh, there's three other flags here. Two cases. So I'm, I'm knocking them over. I'm the first. Yeah. I'm Edmund. You're the fucking first. You're the winner. Woo. I can now climb the mountain. Fucking whoopie doo! Whoopie doo! You go and fucking tell everyone. 
Just because we didn't have cameras. Oh, <laughs> speaking of people who died on Everest, the most amount of deaths was the 25th of April, 2015. Oh, really? There's a most popular date. 22 people lost right their on. lives. So, just going to say, when we decided to do it, because we want to do it, obviously record an episode Yeah, on the top, let's not go in April. No, mm. but mind you, you know how we said it was the the climbest of old people? The cl- how, how old do you reckon was um, Yushuri Miyura from Japan, who on the 23rd of May 2013 reached the summit? How old do you reckon he was? Uh, look, it seems like we're going to reverse it around. I'm going to say 24. No, the oldest person. Oh, oldest, right. I thought the you oldest. were doing a complete flip. No, no, no. Right, oh, in that case then, oh, once again, it's going to be something extreme, then, isn't it? So, I don't know, 71? 80 years, 224 days. Jesus. Older so, than the president. So, in other words, in another couple of years' time, Dave could do Everest. Fucking hope he could. I mean, he could do it now. Oh. <laughs> It'd probably be easier. I mean, he could do it if he if he's chasing a ball, a little mm. white ball. A little I reckon, white ball. I reckon he'd make it worthwhile. <laughs> I've shanked my drive. <laughs> yeah, just got to climb Everest and get it love. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And the Japanese, oh, I haven't actually. I've never had a golf course. The Japanese <laughs> are the ones who, who really do climate a lot when they're old. Like, they've got, I reckon, seven of the top ten oldest climbers. Most of them are 50-plus, though. There you go. That's insane. I mean, I've got to admit, I'm not planning on doing it. No. No, I don't think I will either. The youngest person. Fuck, here we go. How old is the youngest person? Jordan Romero from the United States. Mum and Dad's got some cash there, I bet you. I'm going to go back to if it's if say mum and dad youngest person. I'm going to go back to maybe what seventeen, thirteen years, 10 months, ten days old. I shit you not, youngest person to ever climb Everest. You know what that was it was a shit of a kid. And mum and dad said, "You know what? Go for a walk. Go for a walk. Climb walk Everest. it off. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you and your teenage angst. They can got go the, for a walk. They got the worst, most inexperienced Sherpa. Yep. to go with him, and the little prick made it back. Bastard. Yep. Mind you, the youngest girl, my daughter could be up for this, uh, was 13 years, 11 months, and 15 days. That's impressive, though. But I I am with you, though. I don't understand the whole thing of why. Yeah. Oh, well. Look, I get it if it's just the nice thing to do, but when it's a life-threatening tourist trek. Yeah. Because you actually see the photos where you see there's a line of people going up this fucking mountain. You know, it's not like the – I mean, I know it's dangerous. It's not the dangerous it used to be 50, 60 years ago. True. You know, I mean, it's set up like – as I said, there's shops. There's tourist shops on the way. Yeah, fucking Coke machine. Yeah, yep. Mind so, you, what do you think – Some heaters. Set Eric uh, Wilhelmia from the United States apart from all other people who've gone up the top of Mount Everest. What do you think set him apart? Set him apart. Yeah. Um, In the 25th of May, 2001. I know, I'm assuming that he probably – did it uh, maybe by himself or, or maybe shirtless? Mm, he was blind. Blind? What the fuck bother? Can't even see anything. Can't even see anything. Could he just walk around the block? I could have taken him up K1 and said, no, this is the top of Everest. Yeah, wouldn't have known. Wouldn't have known. No. I mean, would have been an easy day for the Sherpa. <laughs> just again, but why? <laughs> just to say you could. Well, I suppose you. Well, no barriers, well, Troy. No barriers. True. I suppose it's a case of, you know, this is, I've been inflicted by this blindness. I'm going to do something amazing and I'm going to be a beacon of hope for all those blind that come before me. Speaking of. Not that I can't. Not, not that, that I can, can see, see them. 
Mark Joseph Inglis, a Ram Rooter. A Ram Rooter. On the 25th of May 2006, made it to the summit of Everest. His special trick was he's a double-leg amputee. Oh, fucking Jesus <laughs> Christ. Think, does it make you feel like you're not winning at life? True, but let, honestly, that does mean then yes. that, I mean, not to take any away from that because that's fucking phenomenal. Yes. But it can't be as tough as what it used to be. <laughs> like it's it just, easier. It just can't. Well, you take the chairlift. It's actually, you know what they've got now? It's like the Penguin Golf Course where they've got the rope. Oh, you just hold on. Yeah, yeah. You just hold You're on. still got to walk it. Yeah. But it just gives you, it takes not as much energy. Yeah. Because you've got that little bit of assistance. Oh, fucking. And then Zai Bao from China decided to one-up and go, I'm a double-leg amputee and cancer survivor. Fucking Lance Armstrong, yeah, look, that shit. It's seriously, it's starting. All Erebus now is just how big is my dick? Mm, that's yeah, all it's, it is. Anyway, that's probably enough. Um, well, it's probably enough. <laughs> I'm no closer to understanding what the fuck's going on in Everest. I could think of better things today. You should know what. What else have you got going on? Well, look, I, I have. Um, I'm going to get a little bit ranty, and I've done this before on a few things. Excellent. Um, the way they report news articles now on social media, I've said this before, I've brought it up before, <laughs> fucking grates me, grates me. <laughs> the fact they, the key words they use. They. Like, yeah, they. They. Yeah, the, the, those fucking people. Yes. They. Them. Them, all of them. All of them. Bastards. You know, key words like... Uh, Stunning, mm. epic, yes, unrecognizable, phenomenal, phenomenal. Shocked, shocked is a shocked is a fucking big one. Yep. So, righto. Breaking news. I don't know if you've seen this, Joe. No, Bunnings. Yes, it's a Bunnings sausage story, Joe. I love Bunnings. Right, Bunnings. Epic. <laughs> and I'm going to say it again. Epic <laughs> change to its sausage sizzles. One person, well, hang on a minute. one person, right hang in, on. in in little double fingers. Yes, couldn't believe it. <laughs> hang on, we've gone Bunnings. beyond epic <laughs> change to its sausage sizzles. Yeah, fucking throw it at me. What, what do you think is so epic? <laughs> Because I can't do that again. So we've gone beyond the onion on the bottom. Oh, it's nothing to do with that. This is now. This is set in the now, Joe. Right. right. Okay. What epic, change? Ep- what epic change? Epic change. change I mean, not just change. Epic. <laughs> For those roadies. And a a bunny word- spokesperson has confirmed it in a new statement. Oh, it's proven. So it's proven it's not just a made-up thing. Okay. What? Fuck. Are they replacing... Standard white bread with rolls. No, they are not. Okay. But I must admit, it does really fucking annoy me, though. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, I just, mate, before you, before you do that, because I've got to get this little quote, it does annoy me that um, they call it, um, so, and one person called it um, a sausage sandwich. Oh, fuck Which off. is fucking, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> who the fuck are you? I nearly fucking tweaked out when I read that. <laughs> I tweaked out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, honestly, what the... Anyway, moving on from okay, that. Okay, so but- what else could they do? Could they go vegan sausages? Oh, no. 
Surely that's not epic, Joe. That's not epic that's, enough. I mean, that's that's nearly a given these days. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Okay, so what epic change? Epic. Epic change. Epic change Could with they... sausage sizzles. Someone couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Has a bunning sausage sizzle received a Michelin star? <sighs> no. That could be like... Heston Blumenthal takes over the local Bunning Sausage Sizzle and gets a one Michelin star. Has Jamie Oliver really cooked a sausage naked and mistakenly put his todger on the hot plate? That would be epic. Actually, they set up like a little dining area stuff. It would be a a Bunnings restaurant. That would be epic. You know what? That's got legs. It's got chairs and tables. Umbrellas. But could you imagine that? As a family, you go down to Bunnings, the wife goes, fuck, I don't want to go through all this. I'm going to go to the Bunnings Cafe, like a proper outside one, not the little hokey one that they've got where they no, where you make get a couple of mu- yeah, and coffees and a couple of yeah. muffins. Yeah, just to watch your kids on the playground. No, I'm talking mm. something like downtown Chapel Street on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Like proper. Bunnings Cafe. Like Avo on toast. Mm. That sort of level. Yeah. Except Bunnings Sausages. And a couple of other things. <laughs> what? Tell me what epic change Bunnings has made. He's not going to believe it, mate. I probably won't. Um, you can F-pos your sausage now. <laughs> F-pos it? Yeah. Tap and go. Tap and go. They're now offering mobile payment option. <laughs> I wouldn't. Fucking look, incredible. I wouldn't suggest it? that that was as epic as. Epic. Epic. How the f- how the fuck is it epic, Joe? I mean, if that isn't a fucking clickbait title, fucking bit of bullshit. Well, hang on. Did the person who find it oh, epic, were they 90? Oh, and they've just gone past that. They know. can't believe that we're no longer using a click-clack machine for credit card payments. Just. <laughs> and all, honestly, fucking. I mean, that is the title. Bunnings Epic Change. I mean. Surely we're really stunned. I mean, what's the next level of words? I mean, what's, there's going to be a point where all the good words are taken. Phenomenal. Right, but They're going to start coming up st- with new words. Phenomenal's too big, though, because if you're going to put on just social media stuff, uh, it's bigger than your phone. Yeah. <laughs> They've got to hyphen it. Speaking of... Epic. Epic. Speaking of headlines that I guarantee would have got you to click on this article, I guarantee you... Gillian Anderson, naked. There's that that this one would have definitely got you to click on the article. Righto. Topless woman caught munching on deer carcass in bizarre CCTV footage. I know, because it's on my screen. (laughs) (laughs) That's right there, Jay. I saw it. (laughs) I definitely clicked on it. Not only topless woman... But the person who got it on the recording reckons they're wixes. <laughs> Ticking all the boxes, Joe. Rule number one right there. Topless woman cop munching on deer carcass. Nom, in bizarre. Nom. I mean, I mean, this could have been epic. This is epic. <laughs> this is probably yep. closer to epic than Eftpos. Definitely. <laughs> and you know the reason why they were actually munching on the deer? Because they like venison? They, no, they went to Bunnings. Didn't have any no cash, sausage. couldn't tap it, oh. had to go and find their own food. Bit of roadkill. Decided to go and find a deer carcass. Motherfucker. But the funny thing is, there wasn't just one of them, there was two. <laughs> but only one of them I think was topless. I think though, see, here's the, 
I get cynical now, and I and I shouldn't, but I get cynical that this has just been created simply so it can be clickbait. I did wonder that as well. I've got to admit, um, not this, even clickbait for someone going. You know what? Blair Witcher. Here's a really cool way for us to get our our name around the world or to be famous. Yeah, I mean, because if you have a look at their backs, it says sports bet. You know, very <laughs> I don't know. I gotta admit though. It did make you click it. It did, and it looks creepy as fuck. Doesn't it ever? But it does look- It is very Blair Witch. It, it's the start of a yep. Blair Witch movie. Yeah, very Blair if Witch. If we see the Witches of Deer Carcass- Witches of Deer Carcass. Or whatever it happens to be. Dear women. Dear women. The movie. I know. F- fellow Witches. Fellow Witches. Oh, it sounds like it's going to be male Witches, though. No, but fellow is a type of deer. Um, <laughs> oh, not fellow. No. Fellow. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, fellow. Fellow. What's the other type that they- we got a doe. A deer. Doe, a deer, yeah. Female, Female deer. <laughs> Ray. Ray Martin. <laughs> Ray Martin's starring in. Ray Martin. <laughs> uh, oh, Ray Martin. Uh, now, I actually know why these women were munching on deer carcasses. Oh, great. In bit of a insight. I do. I know, I like I know exactly the reason. And do you know Fair why? Because they used to be big fatty boombars. They right. used to be- Obscenely and unhealthily, epically, epically obese women. Right, and they went through a weight loss program. Fantastic, and they wanted to stay on that weight loss program. Yeah, good on them. It was pure power protein. to them. Pure protein. It was all they were doing was eating red meat. Yep. But unfortunately, their uh, weight loss center is now closed down. Oh, Jenny Craig. After forty years, I did hear a rumor about that. Where are all the fatty boombars going to go now? Well, they obviously weren't going there to begin with. That was the problem, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, they were walking up bloody Everest to get exercise yeah. and then eating maccas on the top and dying. <laughs> They're dying, <laughs> dying on Everest. Finally, I fucking worked out why, why? people kept going up there. Yeah, because people kept dying on the top, yes. which means it kept getting higher. So they can keep. Ah, oh, so they get the record each get the time. New record, yeah. yeah. It's the uh, it's the carcasses on the top. Well, I wonder that, right? Okay, and this might be like if you look at the Olympics long jump or high jump, for example. Yep, that's measured in centimeters. Mm-hmm. So you might hold the world record for like two meters ninety three centimeters. If someone makes two meters ninety three and a half, you're going to be the world record holder. Yep. If they have a very big storm. And then you go up Everest, you get a couple of inches of snow. Technically, yeah. you beat Sir Edmund Hillary. So, I mean, maybe I look. I don't know how they measured this in the past. I don't know whether they measure the the technical height of what the mountain is, well, or the technical height of what the mountain is when you're there. <laughs> well, exactly. Because so, I mean, if you're six, if you're six foot, you're not as high as someone who's six three. No, exactly right. So, my problem being is, I don't think Sir Edmund would have had GPS measurement. Because I don't think he's running a tape measure. No, I down. don't. Now back then, I reckon he was probably just happy to get back down. Yeah, mm. just oh there, yeah, I made it at the top. Yeah, did Mind that. You, very fucking tall. Took a selfie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pushed a sherpa off the edge to say, "No, I was the only one." <laughs> made the sherpa stand one step down. Didn't actually make the summit. Well, you know, back those then, bloody New Zealanders. I tell you what. Yeah. Petty they, is what they, they call. Do love putting people down, though. Don't they they ever. They're a terrible race. Petty Kiwis. <laughs> and the worst thing is, mm. I mean, they think they're a hierarchy of human race, but mm. I mean, they technically came from a bird, didn't they? So if you go way back, 
I thought they were from fruit. Oh, a fruit bird. <laughs> Descendants like a... of the fruit bat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They yeah. were birds that hang upside down. Do you know, I once heard, and this could be a South Road Boys worth of research, right? The fruit that we associate with the land of the long white cloud the most is the kiwi fruit. Mm-hmm. Slightly uh, khaki on the outside, slightly furry. Open it up, bright green on the middle. Lovely yep. fruit, quite like a kiwi. Um, I believe they're originally a Chinese gooseberry. Okay. I don't think they originally came from New Zealand. Fruit facts with Joe. I think there's something in the dark recesses of my brain is that that's not a fruit that is indigenous to New Zealand, that it might have been brought there by the yellow peril. I've got to admit, <laughs> I never actually knew whether or not the kiwi fruit was actually a kiwi fruit. I just thought it might have been more a name than anything. Uh, but ah, the fact because that, of the masses producers yeah. of it. Or the fact also that kiwis often use on a pavlova, mm. and, and I think kiwis have actually tried to claim the pavlova as being well, there. They have. So I thought maybe... Well, maybe they haven't it, claimed that it. it's, it's fact. That is fact, right. Once again, I wasn't sure. So I thought maybe it was more that the fruit was used on the pav, so mm. they kind of claimed the kiwi fruit as well. Oh, yeah. And did it that way, so they kind of did a two-in-one deal. Well, no, because when... The Australian in Western Australia. We were fucking put strawberries on it. <laughs> well, no, we originally put passion fruit on top. Oh, there was that too, yeah. So when it was first made for Pavlova, which was the Russian ballet dancer, mm. for her trip to Western Australia, fucking whenever, 1933, <laughs> um, that's when it was first recorded made in Australia. But there was a recipe of basically the Pav that appeared in the New Zealand's CWA cookbook. Fucking 1932. Pictures. So the Rooters have got us on that one as well. God damn it. At least we've got Russell Crowe and Farley. So. That's true. And we crowded st- house. And we stole Crowded House, yeah. Exactly. They can have split ends. Of course. Yeah, no we'll one wants them. House. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one little thing I, I will throw in, mate, before we finish off this, this wonderful conversation about the most random shit ever. Mm. Uh, there was another thing that came up during the week. Yes. Uh, which excited me mm. um, to the point where I went... Bloody Why the hell? fuck would you? Why the fuck would you? Every now and then, With Troy Barnes. Every now and then. Why I'll the be, fuck would you? <laughs> actually, that's not a bad one for a segment. It is. Yeah. Why the? Actually, let's try and get an opening for that one. I like that. Why the <laughs> fuck, fuck would you? <laughs> With Troy so, Barnes. Um, you would have seen the movie Titanic. Yes. Good film. I got to admit. I surprisingly saw it when I even knew what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I knew the outcome. And, Spoilers in Maria. And you know what? There was room on enough on that door for Jack. Yeah, but Rose, you. If we're gonna go there though, that mm. she was going okay. Mm. It could have flipped when he goes to get on. Then they're both in the water and they both free. So, yeah. Yeah, and whatever. the other thing is too. Yeah. I mean, he got a bit whiny, didn't he? <laughs> he did. So, I mean, she must have been thinking, I like him, but not. Do that I like much. him that much? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, anyway, so, Celine anyway. Dion. Yeah, far, wherever you are. Titanic, not a bad film. Not a bad film. Yeah. um, Made the money. I must admit, I don't, in the movie collection I've got, I don't own a copy. Doesn't surprise me. Um, Because it's not, it's a good film, not a film where I go, you know what, I need to watch Titanic. I think I've watched it twice. Yeah, probably the same here, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And and both times, it started like a sinking feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Yes. One fan of Titanic, though. Mm, there, there was one. Yeah. He's been called a mega fan. Oh, hello. Yeah. Which, and look, I've got it in this instance. Mm. I've got to say, you know what? 
epic. Epic. Definitely epic. He has or now owns 1,560 copies of the Titanic. Wow. On VHS. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my question. Yes, Joe. No, hang on. Hang on a minute. Right. Jack Dawson. Jack Dawson um, from Dawson's Creek. Um, <laughs> that's nice. That's on. Yeah. Uh, so Jack owns what did you say? One thousand or so copies. One thousand five hundred sixty. One thousand five hundred sixty. Has Jack's collection? He's actually. He's actually. He's actually J Day. Jack Dawson, I believe, is actually the person in the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. J Day. So, yeah, so, has he curated this collection because he believes that there is? I mean, it's a, a pivotal moment in cinematic history. Yeah. So people still know it even now. We make pop culture references mm-hmm. to it. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio can certainly hang his hat on it. Get it right? Yeah. Okay, when's it? Was it okay? Yeah. So yeah. are they in different languages, maybe? No, not at all. Are they different cuts, like, you know, the James Cameron cut, the nope. the Schneider cut? <laughs> no. Nope, just the same one. Yep. Wherever he, he finds just, them at a flea market, on VHS. Yeah, yeah he just loves it. Um and he he found a few based in a little store like a second hand store somewhere. He thought yep. they look pretty cool, so he got them. And it started this affliction. Oh, it's a virus. Of, of wanting to buy more. Um, and now he's got that. So it works out. Hundred copies of the same movie though. Yep. Um. So I he's really like it, wouldn't you? <laughs> his big thing though is he wants to get one thousand nine hundred ninety seven copies. That's his first real pivotal point because that's when the movie was made, nineteen ninety seven. Okay. Yep. Once reach out, I get that. Sure. It's like a, an anniversary date. Yeah. Works. But well, hang he, on, isn't he coming? He would have already surpassed the year that the Titanic sank. What was that, the 1920s? Oh, shit, I don't even know, oh. to be completely honest. Yeah, actually don't know at all. Anyway, 1500 and he's going to, on his way to 1997. Yeah, 1997. That's the plan, but... Mm. But what he does want to do, and I'm just trying to find the number here. Mm. Um, where are we? Do, do, do. Wasn't there going to be so, a sequel made? Yeah. I don't know. I Could, don't think it ever happened. Couldn't find another boat. <laughs> couldn't find another boat. Um, there were 25 million copies on VHS made, right? Oh, he wants to own all of them. So he wants to get to a million copies. Okay. Of a VHS. Wow. Of the Titanic. I mean, you A could... million. I mean, he's got 1,500 at the moment. <laughs> He's got a bit of work in him. That's a lot to go. I get the 1997 yeah. as a moment, but achievable a million? Too. 1997 is achievable. Yeah, it is. But I reckon if he, if JD puts the word out and says, this is what I'm trying to do, I reckon he'll find enough people who'll go, fuck, you know what? I'll send you mine. Well, he's got 108,000 people to follow him on TikTok. Of course he does. So that's where it was, that's where a bit of it started from. Because they're waiting for him to end up in a rubber yeah. room somewhere. He's known as a Titanic fan ninety seven on TikTok. Okay, because there's ninety six others. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's when Titanic came out. Okay, Joe. I get it. Don't ruin the dream. This is <laughs> so. If anyone out there, any of our wonderful roadies, <laughs> have got on VHS, yes. not not DVD. No, doesn't want those. Not Blu-ray. No, and I don't believe it's on four K. Probably not. One day. Streaming's not going to not going to help. But VHS. If you've got a VHS copy somewhere and you just want to help this person achieve a dream, send how often it. do you get to help someone achieve a dream, Joe? Find him on TikTok, ask where can yep. I send it. And done. You might be able to get him to 1997. 
Question, how pissed off do you think Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be at after JD gets his 997, 1997, mm. right? And Leo is there with his 22-year-old, Next girlfriend. Yep. And they're at the next Comic-Con, and this bloke rocks up with 1,997 copies of Titanic and says, can you sign these for me? <laughs> Better still, he could actually stick them all together yeah. and save Jack. <laughs> Build a raft. <laughs> Build a raft. Build it. He could. Oh, fuck me. Is he going to make a replica of the Titanic out of videos of the Titanic? And now, that would be epic. It'd be stupid, That'd but be- it'd be epic. <laughs> I could see the mission. Yeah, so uh, that might make, that'd make more sense. He's having him in a room. <laughs> He's got a room dedicated to the Well, you'd have to. If you've got, if you've got <laughs> 1,900 copies 2, of 2,000, I'm more the point working towards a million. You've got a fucking warehouse. Yeah, true. That's a lot of copies. It sure <laughs> is. <laughs> it's well, a Titanic amount of copies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, roadies. Uh, Troy, when we've got a live show coming up that either is coming up or has been, depending on when you hear this, that was the 15th of June. Yeah, that's right. So that's either coming it'll, up. It'll definitely be post. Well, it's done. It's, it's happened it's before done. you've heard this. Yeah, it's either last week I or five I know we get confusing. Ago. Anyway, we've got another live show coming up because we were yeah, approached by a venue who said, fuck, we love your brand of shenanigans. Come and do a live show with us. And by the way, we know it's your 300. So how about you come? Was a Bernie Tennis Center? Bernie Tennis Club. Bernie yes. Tennis Club? which Home is of the Bernie Tennis International. Second largest prize money of Money any- earning of fucking tennis outside the Australian Open. Wow. I know. Wow. Bernie. Bernie. Uh, what date do we pencil in for that one? Uh, 17th of August, I believe, we got in for that. It'll be a Friday night. We're actually going a little bit outside our normal- uh- Forget the footy. <laughs> We might have it on the background in case we get a bit oh, boring. That's the point. What if Colin were playing that night? That could really suck, couldn't it? <laughs> I'm a, actually, no, it's Troy's the 18th. watching it on his phone. August the 18th. August on a 18th. Friday night. So that means you can actually have a couple of sherbets. Mm. Settle in. You don't have to go to work the next day. No. Unless you're on a shit job. Yeah. You've got to work weekends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or unless you're going to, you know, wander up Everest. Yeah. Well, why would you? Not for you me. You can't be down on a Saturday. No. So, but yeah. So we'll be doing that. It'll be yes. 7 30 start. I'm sure you'll be able to finish work, grab something, mate, come up, grab a beer, and uh, watch us do our thing. Again. Perfect. Now, keep your eye on the socials, because that's where we'll be promoting it, and um, we'll see you there. Yeah, sounds good. Mm. Anyway, I'm Joe. I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are. 